Welcome to the ESFFL podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of ESFFL, the podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Zach. And I am your co-host and co-commissioner, Owen. You almost scratched your title almost there, almost forgot you? there a second. It's been a while. <laughs> It has, man. We took that week off, um, but we're back here today to kind of wrap up the season, man. Season has officially ended. We don't want to give away any spoilers yet, um, but if you're listening to this, you probably already know because we don't have a lot of listeners outside of the league. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll just kind of get right into it. We're going to, so we missed the recap of week 14. Um, obviously, we missed the preview of 15. And we're not even going to really recap too much of week 15. And we're going to basically skip 14 altogether. Just kind of talk about kind of what happened over the last couple weeks as a as a whole instead of going into the individual weeks. So we've got a good show for you today. It's going to be a fun one. Um, nice no way news, to just, yeah. nothing. What is a that? nice way to cap off the season. Yeah, for sure. It'll be a nice little recap episode. Uh, kind of just, you know put a bow on it so we'll get into it right now we're just going to start off with the recap let's start right out hey what happened all right owen so week 14 we had some playoff matchups um we had josh versus christian and we had uh hunter versus steve i believe it was yes um so in those ones we'll just tell you who the winners were it was hunter defeating steve and josh defeating christian so uh, Josh ended up playing me in week 15, um, and and Hunter uh, went on to play Tavo, correct? Correct. Okay, and then in the Toilet Bowl, uh, was that week 15? Yeah, week 15. Okay, so week 15. So that's, that's the first matchup that we're going to dive into because we had one matchup that was extremely important, Owen, and that is yours versus Diego's. Yes, uh, pretty much the game of the season for me. Uh, good Lord. <laughs> it was your Super Bowl, that's it for was, sure. It felt like it. It was super, super stressful, and I know there had to be one of two outcomes, and this one, actually after eight weeks of it not going to my favor finally was in my favor at a final score of 135 to 100 between me and Diego I was finally victorious and pulled off the upset I would say in defeating Diego yeah and avoiding uh the punishment this year and I'll say Owen this one it's got a sting for Diego not only because he now has to do the wop dance but because (laughs) at the last minute Ezekiel is declared out oh yeah and you made the very quick and timely pickup for Tony Pollard Plugged him into your lineup and got 30 from the man in a week that uh, Zeke didn't play. Was not expecting it at all. Honestly, I had him wavered uh, that prior to that day. And um, I was just going to, you know, just for the hell of it to see what he could do. Um, ended up accidentally, like, picking up Jared Cook instead. And I figured he had picked him or somebody else had just picked him up. So once I saw the news and I just went to go see who was going to play him, he was there available. And I swiped him as fast as I could. So You were literally, like, I was clicking the button mm-hmm. as he was being picked up. Like, I was like, why isn't it working? And then it was because wow. you had him, like, one second there before me. So. Yeah, it was probably, like, within a minute of the news. Like, literally the most clutch pickup. Because if that flips Owen, you lose. And yeah. it's, it's really not even going to be close. Because you had a couple really bad performances. Namely from Big Ben, only got you six points. Claypool, another six. Like, it was just overall kind Steelers of a down week suck. for the Steelers. Um but man, picking up Tony Pollard absolutely saved your season. 
you did not get last place, so congrats Thanks. to you on that. It, yeah, very rough, rough going for Diego. It's got to be tough, but I'm just so thankful to be avoiding this punishment. I do not want to do that video, and I'm glad I don't have to. Yeah, and you know what, Owen? There are some hoes in this house. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, so that is the toilet bowl. So Diego has lost the toilet bowl. He will be doing the WAP dance, the body dance, whatever we're going to end up doing. The vote is split on that as it sits today, which is like, how can we not decide on a dance? But you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe Diego will just have to pick on his own. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, Owen, congrats to you, Diego. Thank you. Good luck next year, my man. You got, <laughs> you got to start putting some wins together. Yeah. Oh man. It's been a rough couple seasons for you. I know. This this time last year we were kind of in the same boat and uh, yeah, I'm pulling for you man. Well, hopefully next year. Uh, in week 15, so I faced off with Josh. Uh, real quick, just I, I ended up defeating Josh. It was a pretty good matchup. I ended up beating him by let me see about 48 points. So I say it was a good matchup, but I really just clobbered him to death. So no big deal. Moving on to the shit for myself. Um, Tavo Certainly. faced off with Hunter. And uh, that was another clobbering. That was a 105-point victory. Um, Hunter, you did yourself uh, no no services here. Um, actually made me feel like you didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs. But it's okay, man. You had a good season. <laughs> 84 points, though, in Week 15 is just not good. It was the lowest-scoring uh, team of the week by a healthy margin. Even, even Diego and uh, Josh beat you there. So it is what it is, man. But you had a good season overall. Definitely bounced back from last year where you were the loser of the toilet bowl. So congrats on an overall successful season. You were the two seed for a lot of it. Ended up being the three uh, come playoff time. And just you needed a you need a little bit of help, but it is what it is. I would say that uh, for Hunter that he's probably like one or two players away from becoming. Most definitely. Yeah. He's got that wide receiver stack, man. They're they're crazy. Yeah. And it really did kind of suck for him. I know Keenan Allen really was deflating. Um, in that game not not playing or performing as well yeah um and yeah it's just it's rough but I, he's a contender it seems like every year and that well maybe not last year but <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean well i'm glad to see where he's going to be going uh as far as next year so in week 16 owen we had only two matchups that we need to get into here the first one being the sanger slide dogs josh uh versus the green bull packers this here is the battle for third place and in this matchup, Owen, it was a blowout. Certainly was. Uh, so Josh ended up taking this one, 173 to 124. And Josh's team put together another good week here. Aaron Rodgers, 25. Carson, 11. David Johnson got 30. Uh, Tyreek, bad week for him. Deontay, 17. Allen Robbins, 17. Miles Gaskin came in off coming off IR for 34, just blowing up, man. 160 yards, two total touchdowns. Great week for him. Um, for Hunter here. 15 from Tannehill, 7 from Henderson, 9 from Gordon, 39 from Devontae, though. So he is just unbelievable. Uh, also, we had Ebron get 13, Sammy Watkins put up basically a donut, and the Texans get negative points. So overall, Hunter's team just not not performing in the playoffs as he needed. Right. Uh, losing by about 40-something points there. So Josh will be taking third place, getting his money back on the season. Nice. And really, you can't complain about getting your money back. You played for free. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think there was much uh, Hunter was going to be able to do uh, with a score, you know, of 173. But hey, good for Josh, and hey, good luck to you next year, Hunter. And now, Owen, the championship. The moment we've been waiting for. The moment we've all been waiting for. Man. So it is me versus Tavo, the top two seeds of the season, facing off in week fifth, week sixteen, week sixteen here. 
And this one, Owen, on... So we had games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And I could not have Crazy. gotten off to a better start, man. Oh, my God. The- Alvin Kamara on Christmas Friday just absolutely going ham. 155 and six touchdowns. 59 fantasy points, an absolute dominant performance for Alvin Kamara and for the California Golden Yetis. The Alvin Kamiracle was the greatest performance in fantasy football history I've ever experienced. I think anybody would say that something like this has has not happened. Like, Especially like not in championship week. Exactly. Like we had Tyree get like 56 points a couple weeks ago, like four, six weeks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not championship week, man. To do this in the biggest game of the season uh just unbelievable so wow kamara i fucking love you um but this one was not over after friday you would think like oh man 60 point play 60 points that could be over but the only other man to do this or could do it is derrick henry and i'm obviously Mm -hmm. facing off with him here against tavo's team yeah um he did not get that many points though not even close he actually only got 12 against green bay didn't even surpass 100 yards no touchdowns um but I'll start at the top of the roster. Oh, and this is kind of the only matchup I want to get into too no, much. This is the only one that really matters. So, so Jalen Hurts, 19. Kamara, 59. Kareem Hunt, 13. Hopkins, 7. Stefan Diggs, balling out on Monday night, 39 points. Mark Andrews, 10. Cooper Cup, 10. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones who? Yeah. Uh, Matt Gay, 12. Bears D, 12. On Tavo's side here, we had 37 from Josh Allen, 12 from Henry, 22 from Montgomery. 11 from Jefferson. We'll get into this in a second. 19 from Kelsey. 26 yeah. from Aguilar. 10 from Davis. 7 from Bass. And 12s from the Rams D. Uh, but Tavo left Devontae Parker in his lineup, man. That was probably the biggest blunder in fantasy football history for me again. Like, there's just like <laughs> another two epic moments of just glory and failure. Yeah. And so, yeah, it sucks for Tavo. Like, I think he said he was at work or something. But man, there's no excuse. You know, you can't like it's a championship, man. You were not making seven hundred dollars at work that day. I guarantee you that. <laughs> um, but the final score in this one, Owen, one eighty nine to one fifty nine. I take home the championship. That's wow. a wire to wire finish for me. From week three on, I was the one seed, unbeatable in the draft. Had hardly any players make it off the waiver wire into my starting lineup throughout the season. Basically, no big trades all year long, and. I'm very proud, Owen. Man, what a season! I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was a big hater, like pretty much the whole <laughs> way through. I did you not, didn't even like me drafting Kamara, nah, man. I didn't, and I, I was proved wrong, 100% this season. I could not be so far off the truth. And like you said, from week one to to week 16, you were the champion all the way through with the same, almost an I carbon copy of the same exact roster that you had from week one yeah got you to ship in week 16 and i'll say that has a lot to do with one drafting kamara first waiting on a quarterback with deshaun watson um but mainly i think the two biggest plays for me this year was hitting on kamara or not kamara hitting on kareem hunt and stefan Diggs. yeah yeah we got a lot of weeks out of kareem hunt where he was the starting running back for the browns um True. and even when he wasn't he was a valuable flex option stefan Diggs, and i think the sixth or seventh round is that's nearly unbeatable man he was basically he leads the league in receiving yards he's really high up there in touchdowns overall one of the best wide receivers that you could have in fantasy football this year and man him next to deandre hopkins was just an awesome awesome pairing along with mark andrews in the tight end spot and you know geo filling in when joe mixon went down and really it is i got a healthy team all year long yeah yeah i would say this is 
this would probably be the best draft I would say that there could have been ever in a, in a year best draft best draft ever ever yeah i would have to say hands down is the best draft i've ever seen uh because in a year 2020 where things were just absolutely chaotic it seemed like everyone was going down on a weekly basis like every game somebody was going down at some point and you know kind of even doubt towards the end of the season but still there was covid at all times and for you to not really have to deal with that that to me makes it the perfect draft because you had to really make Little, little to no changes on a weekly basis besides, what was it, uh, Joe Mixon? Yeah, Joe Mixon, who went out and missed a lot of the season. Uh, Mark Andrews is did contract coronavirus for a couple weeks there. But, I, I mean, we kind of spoke about it a lot this season. Uh, the key to winning this league this year was roster management. True. And I think with me getting all of those handcuffs on my team, yeah. uh, making good waiver wire pickups in terms of Gio Bernard and then Gasicki when, when uh, Mandrews went out, like that's just good pickups that was able to sustain my team, get a couple victories, and overall, just man, like I had a great a great run in the middle of the season, winning like eight or nine straight. Um, just feel good, man. Yeah, and you know, as far as this matchup goes, I'd say probably one of the most clutch plays of the year was the fact that you had Stephon Diggs going up against one of the Tavo's biggest weapons of the year, Josh Allen, yeah. and how you you said to like neutralize him from being uh, an advantage for him. And that, yeah, and Josh Allen put up 37. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Diggs put up 39. Insane. Yeah, that's it's just so, like, it was it was the perfect storm for me to beat Tavo. I think I was one of the only teams capable of beating him. Right. And that's because I had that top-level tight end and uh, and the, the Josh Allen neutralizer there and Stefan Diggs, man. Like, it's just, it all worked out for me. So, this is my first championship. Uh, we'll get into this later. I, I don't want to start crying. We got a championship address a little bit later on, but that is it for a recap. Um, in terms of the standings, Owen, let's now take a look at those and see how the whole season ended up playing out. What do you say? Let's do it for one more time. Come on, And I do know where you stand, Owen. Do you know where you stand? It's not at the bottom. <laughs> it sure isn't. Thankfully. So at the bottom, we got Diego, obviously, losing the toilet bowl. In ninth place, Owen. Eighth, Eighth. place, Zach. Seventh, Jared. Sixth, Steve. Fifth, Christian. Fourth, Hunter. Third, Josh. Second, Tavo. First place, myself. What a year, man. Just a, a crazy roller coaster season. Very and, much so. Uh, I would, I would, I say this is a, a very appropriate standings for the end of the year. And man, overall, this year has just been so memorable, Owen. Um, <laughs> Unforgettable. I don't think anybody. Yeah, will... like between the real world and the fantasy world, mm-hmm. like it was crazy for both of them. Um, really unpredictable in terms of anything. It's hard to just, it's hard to hit it all, man. And this season was just crazy for everybody i feel like you had to put so much more into this season especially than in any other season i've, I've ever been in yeah um just because of everything that all was all the going uncertainty on. Yeah. you couldn't really guarantee anybody was gonna play because you have somebody go out like tavo did you know week 16 with jarvis landry getting covid like that's just random you know that's yeah, tough like, it's it's impossible to predict and so this season unlike any other is a testament to everybody you know giving it their all we had a lot of teams uh, really tight throughout the standings all year long and you know to the very end like i said it's just a testament to the hard work that everyone put in so great season everyone yeah and i know a lot of these uh losses and you know the end of the season it's like deflating but now like 
I don't think there'll ever be a season like this 2020 season, and hopefully man, not. Hopefully not. Right? Hopefully not. I swear to God, man, if 2021 is anything similar to this year, we're in for some crazy shit. But I mean, man, what a year it has been. Absolutely. So, Owen, we wanted to also get into kind of a year in review thing here. Um, just kind of talk about the official ballers of the year, some top rookies, um, maybe anything else that comes to mind. But, Owen, give me some of your official ballers of the year that you think deserve recognition uh, in terms of fantasy football. Well, I would be the first to say that it is official. Alvin Kamara is the 101. He yes. is got to be the – I was, like I said before, one of the biggest haters. He has come – like to me, he's, he's, he's in his own space as far as running backs go. Um, it's, it's almost, a, like beyond like the McCaffrey and, uh, Saquon for me because of just how well he can play and, you know, without Drew Brees and, yeah and, and then that offense. So I think Kamara to me is like the, absolutely the I mean, one of the top players of the year by far. Um, also Diggs obviously mm-hmm. Hopkins, we got honorable mentions like, uh, like Dalvin cook, Derek Henry, right. Um, I would say McCaffrey, but the man didn't play. Also, David Montgomery coming on towards the end of the year, wow. just being an absolute stud. I think I would make him an official baller. He could be a first-round pick next season, man. Wow. Imagine that. One, um, other, one other one. Devontae Adams. Devontae, Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I was going to say Devontae Adams just absolutely deserves the one spot at this point. Like If we're talking about through a span of a year, who you're willing to draft you think Julio Jones, maybe it's like the number one receiver, but there's no way he's no playing way. 16 games. No, you know? not anymore. Um, Devontae Adams, definitely one of the best fantasy wide receivers that you could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got guys like Josh Allen Man. balling out this year, had a really big breakout season. That was kind of expected, though, for him to take that leap, and he uh, he definitely put on for put on for his city fireball man it is great i'm glad he's finally growing into his it seems like he's like matured into where he needs to be and we'll see how that plays in the playoffs but i think he's gonna be good for years to come give me another name owen who do you who would you name as a top baller of the year man kelsey i mean yeah kelsey Jeez, man. man i think we have to this and it's not even like this hasn't happened before this is like his fifth season being the number one tight end uh, it was just you know, on another level this year. But this year, he's also almost like the top five receiver in the league. And yeah. he's breaking the thousand yards a year. And you got to really consider like what this guy can offer to a fantasy team and how big of a step above it is compared to the rest of the tight ends. Like any, literally anybody else. What about what about some top rookies, Owen? So we had a couple guys really break out this year. Um, I think I think the most notably Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. I think those guys right there, those, those two are going to be really valuable next year. Um, I think those two like deserve deserve some like time for themselves to talk about because that like it was insane like the things that they were capable of doing. You never see that in the other skill positions. Like maybe quarterbacks come around and have one of the best rookie career or rookie seasons. But you rarely see that with the wide receiver and running back positions. Yeah, and like you think of Herbert. You know, like Herbert had a great season, but is that shocking for a quarterback to have one? Not really. Not really. But you see Justin Jefferson balling out the way he did. Antonio Some, Gibson getting a lot of run towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. just being an absolute stud, getting a couple and these guys, touchdown games. Yeah, these guys are, are going to be like it's it's tough to like really think like for next year's draft. Like these guys are just coming off rookie season. Yeah, they'll probably both be. Maybe top five, six rounds, though, I would imagine. I would. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, for me, is considerable. You know, right there in the top 
three or four rounds, I would say. And Antonio Gibson, if we're talking running backs, man, probably, he could be a first, second round pick. Absolutely. Yeah, I think what, depending on what Washington does, he could be, and not even just him, uh, Jacksonville. If they get J- Trevor Lawrence, like they're Dude, expected well, to be. Also, we got to speak about uh, James Robinson. Exactly. That's another, cool. He was a rookie as well, right? Right, yeah. Another rookie running back who had a great season. I think he's third in the league in rushing right now. Uh, look for him to continue to take that leap next year. Um, if I he think gets Trevor, if he gets Trevor Lawrence, forget about it. It's this guy's a first rounder. Yeah, absolutely. Could could definitely be a situation where he's one of those top running backs of next year. Man, you don't even think like, is it going to be McCaffrey? Is he going to get hurt again? Could James Robinson wow. be that top five guy? Could you? So right now, would you rather roll the dice again with somebody like Saquon, who has been injured for two past two seasons? Yeah. Or do you go with a guy like? James Watt or James Robinson. If I'm in like the top five, I probably would. I would probably draft like maybe I don't know because I think Saquon probably falls past the top five. I think he's probably within like top seven at that point. I'd probably take Adams and then grab James Robinson wow. coming around the back. Or would you be willing to trade back out of like a top five or uh, something like that? No, just because I don't really like trading my first round pick. You know, it doesn't really give you a lot of. I, I bet Swoosh would think. <laughs> Christian's got to be careful with the trades this year, man. Um, I want to also give credit to Jalen Hurts, Owen. Towards the end of the season, man, wow. this guy started playing uh, some real professional football. Picked him up on my team. He had a couple of great performances that got me into the championship. Um, didn't have an awesome performance in week 16. Had three turnovers. Really should have been two. There's one that's kind of whack, but it's okay. Um, but he had a great season as well, and I, I see him as a starting quarterback next year for the Eagles. Um, well, I'm going to declare my hot take for next year right now. I'm going to say he's probably not the starter, and Carson Wentz will be starting for the Eagles if he doesn't get traded because last week he had an opportunity to keep the Eagles in the playoffs and just had the roughest time against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Yep. So that to me is iffy. If he doesn't win next week, as a spoiler, I think it is for uh, for uh, or who are they playing? playing washington uh so they are, yeah if they don't at least if you can't do it against this like as a spoiler against washington and lose straight too straight like that i don't know it might be rough for him to keep that spot when they owe Wentz so much money anything else you want a year in review owen just I, I think we all know how crazy of a year it's been man i think we're ready for a nice little break and uh yeah. maybe get things situated a little bit for for next year absolutely so owen that is it for a year in review We've got a very special interview, the champion's address. Here it is. Okay, Owen, so here we are, the champion's address. It has been a very long season, and... My good sir. Here we are. Man. Week 16 is in the books. I am the champion. It has been a long time coming, Owen. My first championship, week or season one of this league... And now here we are 10 years later, and I'm hoisting the trophy. Let me give her a kiss. Oh, man. Beautiful. I, I hope you sanitized it. I did not. Oh, well, hey, that's, <laughs> that's part of the glory. What did you do with this thing, Owen? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been well kept. And I'll tell you what, Owen, it feels really good to win this season. Uh, maybe more than, I, I can't say that because other people's wins are obviously very valuable to them. But for me, this season... It means a lot to win this one because of 100%. the uncertainty of it, because of the, the craziness surrounding the coronavirus. Um, all the players who opted out, didn't play, switched teams. Um, and for me to do it all through the draft, man, I feel very, very lucky to have hit on all those players. It's very rare that you can Insane. actually get 
a draft where all of your guys stay on your team, perform well throughout the season, don't take major injuries aside from Joe Mixon, but you know what? Mm-hmm. He didn't even play that good for me all year. So Very small casualty. Absolutely. And so just to have a, a solid team up and down that I could, you know, just ride basically the whole season, man. It's it's very, very lucky, and um, I cannot state enough how grateful I am to win this trophy here this year with all my friends. Man. And it just feels good. I'll tell you right now, as a spectator throughout this whole thing, it's been incredible to watch. I said earlier I was a hater, but always rooting from the sideline. But, like, man, to have now two champions sitting in this room doing this this podcast this podcast i don't know if that's a testament to this to the just the grind of of this and you know doing the podcast and and being the commissioner and and doing everything but it's a testament of like all the work that you do have put in for this season man it has been a fucking ride absolutely one i mean 2020 in general like and i'll tell you what owen (laughs) 700 bucks it's nicely in my pocket. Hey, that's more than what the government's willing to offer. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I, I bought my Kamara shirt. I'm going to be making a donation to Alvin Kamara's charity as well as Stefan Diggs' charity as a big thank you for carrying my team all season and most especially in week 16. Uh, so paying it forward a little bit. That will be in the name of ESFFL. Not going to donate on behalf hey. of myself, but for the league because it's all your guys' money. <laughs> that is technically <laughs> true. Well, man, well-deserved, man. It is insane. Uh, I just can't imagine what 2021 has to offer after this. But I know we have all been battle-tested and put to the freaking fire this year that I imagine next year will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. But, Owen, that is about it for our episode here. A little short one, but look at... Cooper, we're at the end of the episode, brother. I know, man. It's hard to take. I know you don't want to. Cooper's upset. The season's over. But, hey, Owen, I'm excited to see what comes next year in 2021. I'm running it back, uh, prepared feeling, to defend my title. Feeling real dynasty-ish or what? Perhaps, man. I don't know. It might be the Patriots just <laughs> within the next 10 years. Who knows? Oh, man. I remember speaking those words. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. Well, great season, everybody. Uh, look forward to keeping in touch with you all throughout the off offseason. Um, and we'll be back with the podcast, maybe even a Twitch stream, a live stream with the real show, with the production value. Who knows what's to come. But, hey, good job, everybody. Congrats on a great season, and we look forward to talking to you next year. Have a good off season. Be safe.